0: Thor 11 Thunders hitting theaters today. Will Marvel fans be pleased or should you walk in with your Asgard up? I'll let you know right now. This review is brought to you by Storyblocks. Find the plan that's right for you at storyblocks.com slash Dan and stay tuned until the end of this review for more info. Hello everybody and welcome to my non-spoiler review of Thor Love and Thunder. This will not spoil anything that has not already been in trailers or promotional material. I'll have a spoiler review for this movie up probably on Saturday morning to give a few people some time to go out and see it. Thor Love and Thunder, of course, is directed by Taika Waititi. He also returns to co-write the script along with Jennifer Caton Robinson. Thor the God of Thunder is back, he's buff again, and he's surprised to see that Jane Foster is also back, now with the power of Thor and- and the ability to wield his lost hammer, Mjolnir. But Thor has other things to worry about because Christian Bale also co stars as Gore the God Butcher, seeking to destroy all the gods across every realm as revenge for some unanswered prayers. Tessa Thompson returns as Valkyrie, as does Taika Waititi as the voice of Korg. There's also a brief appearance from the Guardians of the Galaxy. We also have Russell Crowe, in addition to Christian Bale, being added to the cast. Crowe plays Zeus, the overlord of Omnipotent City, a kind of resort for the different gods. Thor Love and Thunder is the 29th film in the MCU, and thanks to COVID delays, it is the 6th MCU film to hit theaters in the last calendar year. There have also been five MCU shows on the air during that same time period over the last 365 days. And thinking about all of that, it's kind of hilarious to go back and remember the days back in like 2016 and 2017 when we were worried about possible Marvel fatigue when they were putting out a paltry three movies per year. When you break it down though, I think that Thor Love and Thunder is sort of what Marvel fatigue looks and feels like. There's nothing bad about the movie on its surface, it's just that it has the same feel and the same look as about a dozen other Marvel movies and TV shows before it. Let's bring the rainbow. Bring the rainbow, is that a catchphrase or something? She's only been a thaw for a minute. How many catchphrases have there been? A lot. Yep, jump the gun. Taika Waititi's style was a breath of fresh air back in 2017, and it fit the storyline of that movie. It was about a hero rediscovering himself, going back to his roots, learning how to live without all of these comforts that he'd had his entire life. Thor Love and Thunder seems to want to tell that same story again in a weird way, but the humor is more scattershot and the tone feels far less fresh than it did just five years ago. Thor the character has been through several different identities. I feel like he sort of bounced from filmmaker to filmmaker and they sort of shape Thor into what they need to be based on what movie he's in. When we last saw him, he was a disheveled and discouraged shell of his former self. Now he's got the god bod back, but he also seems to have shed a few IQ points along the way. Not that Thor was ever the sharpest knife in the drawer, but it just seems like that's the Thor that fits for this movie, a bit of a dullard who kind of allows everyone else in the movie to be smarter than he is. That wasn't always the case with Thor, and I do think that his characterization has been a little inconsistent across movies. Maybe Thor's kind of out of it because he's thrown off by the return of Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman, now wielding Mjolnir as the mighty Thor. How Jane comes to have this power is treated perfunctorily at best, it's settled pretty quickly, at the beginning of the movie. This isn't a movie about what and how, it's a movie about woe and wow, though we do eventually dive deeper into the past of Thor and Jane's relationship, but it really feels more than anything like the MCU making up for lost time for the stories that they didn't get to tell while Natalie Portman wasn't really interested in doing Marvel movies because she was off doing other projects. Christian Bale is a great get for the MCU. Gore the God Butcher on the page is in serious danger of entering Malekith the Dark Elf territory a completely forgettable villain of the week. But Bale injects Gore with a darkness and a cruelty and a sadistic nature that really brings him to life. It is the power of a great actor in a mediocre part, and this movie is very lucky to have him in this role. Russell Crowe is doing um, something as Zeus, complete with a Greek accent? I'm not, I think he's supposed to be doing a Greek accent in this movie. It's gonna be very interesting to see how his portrayal is greeted by people of Greek descent. I honestly don't know how his take on the King of Mount Olympus is gonna be taken by anyone. He's a bloated prancing has been, but he is definitely memorable. You you remember that he was in the movie, even though his impact on the story largely is to be a fetch quest. The main plot of the movie, I guess, revolves around Thor and his allies trying to rescue some Asgardians from Gore, who's holding them in order to draw the gods out, in order to add them to his kill list. But Love and Thunder mostly plays as a vehicle for action sequences, character moments, and humor, which is perfectly fine, it's just that they don't all hit, so sometimes the movie was coasting off of goodwill from me, the viewer, that it hadn't quite earned. What this movie really does add for me, though, is another layer to what I think is the listless nature of the MCU right now. And there's nothing wrong with a one-off Marvel movie, it's just that Marvel itself has instilled in the Marvel viewer, especially the ones that follow the movies and the TV shows, as I and many others do, that it's all part of a big grand plan. Well, I don't really see what that big grand plan is right now, and the more movies and TV shows that come out without any hint of that, the less goodwill I think Marvel gets for telling us that they know what they're doing. I think that Thor 11 Thunder is the closest we could probably get to a one-off movie, but that's the other thing, is any Marvel movie really a one-off anymore? The action is cool, but it's a Version of what we saw in Thor Ragnarok. The jokes are pretty funny, but they're versions of jokes that we've heard in other movies. The stakes are high, but are they really? Because it's really hard to believe in life or death when you have a franchise that has killed off so many characters that weren't actually really dead. And even some of the ones that were dead, you can just retcon them and bring them back. It really hurts my emotional investment as a viewer because I don't think that there's anybody that's ever really in peril. In trying to please their fans, Marvel has unleashed a deluge of movies and TV shows so that the MCU never really goes away. They all just run pretty much one right into the other. But maybe the MCU does need to be absent sometimes. I love my favorite restaurant, but I don't wanna eat at my favorite restaurant every single day because the more times I eat at that restaurant over and over again, the more maybe I'm looking at the decor, the more that I realize that there really isn't that much variety. Their menu's leaning on one culinary trick that they just sprinkle across every single dish that they have and the more I eat there, the more I realize that it's not really as unique as I thought. Ironically, I think that some of the people that might be the most thrilled by this movie are the ones who don't watch every single MCU project, the ones who haven't been to a Marvel movie since Spider-Man No Way Home, the ones who have not already seen A Clash of the Gods on Disney Plus with Moon Knight, maybe even the ones that skipped out on Doctor Strange's adventures through the multiverse. In a weird way, the MCU, at least on screen, may now be catering to those who are less attached to the franchise, at least until you hit a movie that requires knowledge of a Disney Plus series, and then everybody's lost. If you love Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder is more of the same, just lesser, in a way that many movies in the MCU have felt to me lately. I've really only loved one MCU movie since Avengers Endgame, and that's Spider-Man No Way Home, which was technically a Sony film. When you look at Phase 4, I liked Shang-Chi. I was very mixed on Black Widow. I didn't enjoy Eternals or Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and I'd say that I liked this movie, but wasn't particularly thrilled or impressed by anything from it. And this is from a guy who's defended Thor the Dark World for years. Now, I will say that this movie is better than Thor The Dark World, but is that really the bar that we're asking for? from the Marvel movies these days? It may be that I've just become inoculated to the charms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it may also be that for the first time in a long time, Marvel has to win its fans over again. The same tricks don't work anymore. It's the paradox of franchise filmmaking. In order to stay the course, you have to mix things up. And yes, you risk the odd polarizing film like Eternals, which was definitely a different direction for the MCU, but that shouldn't make them risk-averse. I don't think that any franchise has survived long-term by just serving up the same exact thing over and over, and yet that's what Marvel seems to be doing in some respects right now, particularly on screen. Yes, you have to take some risks by making different kinds of projects, but you may just discover your next big thing, and in my opinion, I think it's time that the MCU started looking. So I guess for me it would be a recommendation on Thor 11 Thunder, like I said, I didn't really dislike it, it's entertaining, it's got some action, it has some humor, but there really wasn't anything that excited me very much about it, and there are a few things that I really want to get into in my spoiler review that kind of explain why that is. It's, it's fine. It's, it's an okay way to spend an afternoon in a theater, and I'm sure that a lot of people are probably going to love it because it does have a lot of action and music and, and everything that people have loved in other Marvel movies. It's just that it really is the definition of diminishing returns for me at this point. So it's a recommendation for me on Thor 11 Thunder. If you don't like Marvel movies, I don't think this one's going to turn you around on it. If you love Marvel movies, then you'll probably really like this one. So those are my thoughts on the film. What do you think? Are you heading out this opening weekend to check it out? Am I just crazy? Do you think that it was one of the best Marvel movies to date? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, thank you so much for watching. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this review, Storyblocks. Storyblocks has an ever-growing library of 4K and HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, Images, Sound effects and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life and it is always growing and demand driven. All of these assets are also royalty-free, so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use. And the Storyblocks Unlimited All Access Plan gives you unlimited downloads for the over one million plus assets in their library, so you can find the perfect fit, create more and spend less without sacrificing quality. And you can find whatever you need on Storyblocks. I just typed in Mjolnir, and this picture of Thor's hammer on a table was there. What is it doing there? Where's that table? You can decide. If you want to talk about being the God of Thunder, this is some great footage of lightning. And then I just typed in Marvel into Storyblocks and it came up with this video of an old man dancing around a Christmas tree. I don't really know what the relevance is here, but if you need that specific footage, there it is. If you need it, chances are Storyblocks has it and you can choose a plan that works for you from their selection of flexible subscriptions that scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on creating and not worrying about budget. And you can find out more right now by heading over to storyblocks.com dan that's s-t-o-r-y-b-l-o-c-k-s.com dan d-a-n to check out their library and find the plan that's right for you thanks again to storyblocks for sponsoring this review and thanks again to you for watching it i will be back very shortly with my spoiler review of thor love and thunder until then stay safe and i'll see you next time